Welcome to Truthzilla. Yeah, uh, I got the beautiful Megan here, and look at her looking sharp today. Oh, sharp. Thank and, you. and the lovely Scott and uh, Ed here, as always. Uh, you know, we're bringing you something a little different this week, right? Like a different uh, flavor. Yeah, this was um, this was actually we pre-recorded this a couple weeks back. It's a, it's just kind of a conversation with our, our new uh, lifelong friend yeah. uh, Tara Alder of uh, Alderbrook. Healing, healing arts. arts. Yep, and you guys will remember her Morgan. if you guys yeah. are on the premium. You'll remember her from I think it was like number one or two, the Truthzilla Reconciliation yeah. Commission number yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, premium bonus episode where we went on a little adventure with uh, Alder Brook Healing Arts, yes. right? And so that's where you guys first met Tara. But yeah, this is just a great. She invited us over for dinner, dude, and we just sat down. Yeah, and had we, this, we like, had our, our colon hydrotherapy there, yeah. and then we kind of did like the next week. We went and kind of just had a. a a dinner and a conversation yeah. and we, we got like four hours of literally, footage that yeah. night. So this because is we all be... literally fell in love with this woman. Oh yeah. She's, she's, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's, amazing. <laughs> she's, she's and a wealth of information. Oh, yeah. Totally. So we really, we just picked her brain for like four hours, yeah. right? Like, and just like she's connected. She's just a lovely and healing it was great. spirit. And uh, we think this... you guys will get some of this too. Yes. Yeah, yes. So we so. put together like a little part one. I'm sure there'll this be a part, part two or a three yeah. and yeah. all this stuff. There's a bunch of footage. This is the first part, but Please, uh, you know, just enjoy the conversation. Table talk conversation with Tara. Yay. All right. Bam. Remind me, I want to talk to you guys about something that I feel like would be really good for our listeners to hear as well around um, just prefacing each new day um, with knowing that there's more that we don't know and we'll never know Mm -hmm. than we than we do. So mm-hmm, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. give you like this little analogy in the circle. Yeah. But um, yeah, as far as the sympathetic nervous system is actually what allows energy to go to my brain so I can think and talk. And it's also generally what is bringing energy out to our extremities, right? So driving a car, we've got our sympathetic nervous system going. Talking right now, sympathetic nervous system. And it's the dominant nervous system, right? Because we have to swim, right? Did your parents tell you to not swim right up your feet? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You've heard they that? Said they, yeah, they said that we should, like 30 minutes was out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. 30 minutes. Right. Because they said you could cramp up and not be able to, and then you would drown. That was the... It's exactly Is that true. That's for real? Yes, it okay. is real. And that's because our sympathetic nervous system needs energy going, or, you know, sends energy to our extremities. So say, for example, we can swim. And so our parasympathetic nervous system is what allows energy to go within to our digestive tract and our supportive organs. And they don't work simultaneously. And because the sympathetic nervous system is the one that's going to save our life, if a Mack truck is heading our way, we're going to go the other way, right? Or if a big wave is coming toward us, we're going to swim and hopefully go underneath it or somehow maybe get out of the way, right? Right. So that is what saves our life, right? The flight, right? freeze or fun. So as long as we have sympathetic nervous system energy going out, we do not have energy going within to our parasympathetic nervous system, which allows our stomach, which our stomach is actually way up here. It's much higher than what we think. Most commonly I hear people talking about this lower region as, oh, my stomach hurts and it's down there. And the stomach's actually not down there. Those are your guts. Those are your mm. intestines. So the stomach is actually mostly protected by the rib cage. The pylorus region of the stomach protrudes um, underneath the rib cage a little bit, um, just below that xiphoid process, that little bone that sticks out in between your rib cage. Like when you had your babies, did they kind of push it out a little mm-hmm. bit? Mine did too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but so the stomach has a natural mixing um, that is called churning, and it's very much like an agitation cycle in a washing machine. It just slightly mixes things up, but that happens automatically when the parasympathetic nervous system is engaged and energy can go there. If we eat and then we like are on the go right away, we have sympathetic nervous system energy going out and then the parasympathetic intervention or innervation does not occur. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So we also have chemical digestion that plays a role as well. So say, for example, we've all heard of hydrochloric acid, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us would maybe believe based on what media tells us is, is that we have excess hydrochloric acid, right? That's when you need to take Tums. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it was R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's something to suppress the acid as if <laughs> like, like dripping in too much acid, we got to suppress that, right? Yeah. Well, actually, it's naturally occurring in just the right amounts in order to convert pepsinogen, which is the inactive enzyme that plays the, a role in beginning the chemical digestion of protein, it turns that pepsinogen into pepsin so that chemical digestion of proteins can begin. So all of these things that I'm mentioning are only going to happen when the parasympathetic nervous system is engaged, which it cannot be as long as we've got energy going out with our sympathetic. So a long, long, long time ago, people used to sit down at a dinner table (laughs) and they would actually give thanks for the food and the people who prepared it and who, mm-hmm. you know, provided for Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And just that act alone of circling, right? We're yeah. together. We're feeling grateful. Guess what happens to our nervous system? Mm. Right? It's happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel a little bit more chill. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like things are going to be okay. I don't have to fight. Yeah, I don't have I don't to go. Have to flee. Yeah, we right? don't have to worry about our food for right now. Like we, we we've done the hunt. We we're, we're, we relax. It goes all the way back, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then these natural digestive processes can occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So digestion actually really begins in the mind. Ooh. When we think about food, when we see it. Oh yeah. When we sense it, we smell it, right? Or maybe we just threw a steak on the grill and we hear it sizzling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That actually begins signaling from our brain to our digestive organs that food's coming, get those juices cranked up. Mm-hmm. We might produce a little more hydrochloric acid. Mm-hmm. We might produce some cholecystokinin and all these other cool, really smart sounding names I'm throwing out here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, she's going to be tested. I'm going to remember. You know, <laughs> parasympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to remember the recipe. So. Right. <laughs> That's good. You know what the cool thing is that you just don't have to remember anything. That's like the whole idea. You let everything go. You sit down mm. at the dinner table and nothing else matters. Yeah. I love you know? that. Yeah. Yeah. I literally feel like I'm like everything that you say is <laughs> I take home and I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen in my house now. Like tomorrow's the day that I go and look for the glass canisters. Thank you. Yeah, We're going to start. I was like, She's, you're so right because you're actually like reminding me because I have older children now. We used to do that all the time. Sitting at the same time every night. I was so structured with my older kids and everything was a schedule. We all sat there. We prayed. We like talked about things and now it's just like, yeah, whatever. Everybody get what you want. You know, my household is, there's a lot of different people in and out. You know, I share it with different, you know, people. And so 
everybody kind of does their own thing. And so I felt like that that was a good option without having to feel like everyone was arrested to doing, you know, their lifestyle. But I have young kids. And so now I'm just like, you know what? I love the idea of like, all of this reminds me. I'm like, we shouldn't be filming the parts where I say that I don't sit down with my kids at the table. But I wish I could keep my kids to do though through a whole meal. My, my say, I guess I do. I mean, yeah. Is bouncing around the kitchen. Yeah. Like he just it's just, it's, it's gotten, ca- so, and I feel like, yeah, in this rushed world, things have gotten like, we've accepted, I've accepted as casual, like the hippie mom thing. Like, well, I'm not going to be so like, you know, helicopter mom, but everyone like, right. can just come and go. But there is such truth to what you're saying. And all of these words just remind me. And so I'm like, literally seeing everything like, okay, what are my... I, I literally left and was just like, well, the kids, you know, they know they can feed themselves tonight because on the night for on podcast, you know, they have older siblings and whatever, but yeah. they usually just do like, you know, mac and cheese or whatever. I'm just like, no, oh, that's, that's fine. And so I'm like, okay, so tomorrow I'm doing a meal. I'm like, actually thinking like, maybe we'll go all together and like pick out a special tablecloth. Like oh maybe we'll actually start to like, we'll get like a, you know, new special like light fixture so like, and actually make it be. I love the idea of all this because also like I think about my kids nervous system or how they feel about their day. How, and I think I told you when we were here before, like when we were training for foster care, how they said, when you get these kids, feed them, just feed them. It doesn't have to be healthy food, you know, and feed them what they want. Because when you feed somebody, you're nourishing their spirit, yeah. you're building trust, you're building right. all this community. Right. And I think that some of those things just over the last years have just been kind of I don't say I never sit with my kids. That's not true. Yeah, but I certainly yeah. haven't made the same kind of production like what you're talking about, yeah. which is really the investment of like, like consciously investing love in the things that I'm doing to, to nourish them. And I think that that's the part that I needed to be reminded of. Well, I should just confess to you that I wasn't capable of doing that as a single mom with a single income. What? And you know, just running around trying to get them to their sports and, yeah. you know, grocery shopping and, you know, return client calls. Um, fortunately, you know, we discovered the Vitamix. And so we literally would blend our suits. This would have been a perfectly wonderful green, carroty, savory soup, but we wouldn't have had to sit and chew, chew, chew in order to make it easily absorbable. Right, right, right. And I turned them on a green smoothies. That's how we yeah. started our date with like some mango, mango, pineapple, and some, you know, kale in the blender. Yeah. You know, add some coconut and we've got a, you know, balanced meal there. That's like, that's what my yeah. son gets like half his like, right. the good stuff he gets is like out of the blender. Right, right. Like right. And I can sneak things in there really easily, you know? Yeah. And I've got having some wheatgrass now because he's like, because oh, he notices it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he said, well, he sees it now. He's like, oh, yeah, put it in, you know? Yeah, awesome. Because it's not enough to like really ch- overpower the mango, really, because yeah. he loves mango smoothie. But, mm-hmm. um, but it, I, I mean, I think once you, I really kind of like wheatgrass, so. I like it at Jamba. That's the only time I've had it. But because, like, they actually, do you? You don't have a wheatgrass juicer because those are heck of expensive, no, I just, right? I just, it, or you no, can get just, shots of it. Is no, that no? Well, all I do is I buy the little planter of it and put it in my kitchen. You probably saw it when we were there last night. Yeah, you haven't seen this little wheatgrass thing? Yeah, it's just uh-uh. and I just uh-huh. pull some off and chop it up fine and throw it in. Really? It just keeps, it keeps growing. Yeah. Cool. It keeps growing. Yeah, it's it's huge now. I yeah. honestly, they, it's. I could probably do better. It's like this all new to me, right? So, yeah. like, um, it seems like it starts to die. But it's only like three bucks to buy a new one. Wow. So I'm like, I'm going to start right? eating grass. 
That's actually one of the very first books that I read on healing was by this um, famous doctor who started the Hippocrates Institute called Anne Wigamore. And she had a, a book on um, growing her own wheatgrass. And so I literally went to the Kita and I bought winter wheat berries and I actually soaked them in some of the saliva from my mouth because I also read that when it's germinating, if it takes in the DNA of whom it's supposed to be feeding, it will actually grow the nutrition specifically for that human mm. based on really? yeah, the potential deficiencies that that person has. Whoa, yeah, and so I I like, you know, tried to kind of soak my seeds and then um, in her book she outlined literally just like laying it out on a cookie sheet. So it didn't need like a lot of soil. Later I learned that in order to have it be more nutrient dense, you know, have nutrient dense soil so it could draw from the nutrition from the soil. But um, back in the day, I would just start growing it literally on cookie sheets. Oh. That's why uh, yeah. Bill Gates soaks the Moderna vaccine before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. That well, no, they have the, the, the Tom Hanks, right, donated all his blood. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? They develop a vaccine back in the day, like, because Tom Hanks was like, you know, he had the coronavirus supposedly back I in the day, hear, right? I didn't hear about So he donated thing. his blood so that they could develop a vaccine from his blood. And so, like, and that was a big thing. He was like, oh, I'm going to give the whole world my blood. And it was like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. in Corvallis today, and mm. everywhere I go to get my nails done, I go every 12 days. I've gone there for years and years and years. And I always go in the morning and let's see your nails. Oh, okay, so my <laughs> better be good. They're not. They're not. They're not. Is that what I'm supposed to ask when I hear this? When there's... <laughs> and they're all national too, right? Yeah, because I, ha- I just have. All right, them. I feel like they're superhero. I'm they're they're but yeah, they're superheroes. So thank you. Yes, so the one that I told you about that I love so dearly. Yes. Yeah. I got that after one of the horrific abuses, but I decided to keep it. So anyways, okay. bad detour. Bad detour, but and I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to somebody, and I just said, like, you know, I was like feeling so invalidated about everything that went down in that whole situation. And it's still, you know, like it's a very much a part of my daily life. Just you know, like the way that I handle things and the ways that it changed me. You know, we understand. understand. Yes. Um, but I was just thinking, and I was just like, you know, it, it wasn't real. I need to, and I was just saying this to him, and I was like, it, it wasn't real, not to him, but I was speaking to a friend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't real, and I just need to accept that everything I poured into that was like, it went to nothing. And I was just like, all at once, I was just like, remind, I was like, okay, no. Love is never a wrong choice. That right. he that wasn't was capable of loving me back in the same way, or what, what, I like, at the end of the day, I truly do understand that what happened wasn't about me. I, I fully do get that, right. but it doesn't mean it wasn't effective, soulfully like it, personal to me. Absolutely. And I adored him with everything in me. And so when I was thinking about, like, I was literally invalidating myself and what I had given and like the amount of love that I, that I could show and like how much I, you know what I mean? Like you understand like that whole yeah. Yeah. point, like, and especially with like a spiritual enmeshment, which now I look back and I like, and I see too, I think that doesn't just break apart overnight, right? Like, it's just no, like a slow, it takes time. Right. But I was just like, I don't even know how I got off on this tangent, but just like that whole, like reminding myself, like I'm not invalid. What exactly. I gave is not invalid. What I felt is real and whether or not, and all the time I thought it was being reciprocated and that it wasn't, doesn't invalidate my part in that. Right. And so that was like super grounding to me. I don't know why I never thought of it that way, but all this time I keep thinking, okay, no, I'm, I'm, you know, 
he was awful to me. I don't love him. He was this and that. So, you know, that was invalidated or that experience, you know, that, that's not how that was. And I look and I'm like, okay, I'm completely making my, uh, you know, cognitive dissonance worse. I'm like retraining myself and I need to accept like, there's two sides to what happened, his experience and mine, but his experience and my, and what he did and our interactions don't invalidate mine. That was just like, I, I love know. that. I love that. I love that. Thank you for putting that into words. I mean, you know what I mean? I like know it just, exactly it what you intuitive. mean. intuitive as soon and as it just came upon me. Like, don't, as soon as I said it out loud, like my spirit was just like, no, that's not. And that was healing. Ever since I saw you, it's been like healing, 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 all these happy things happening More to me. Clarity, so it really is. Right? And I was saying to you that it was like a psychological thing as much as it was a tummy thing. Yeah. But it, yeah. it really has like blossomed over in this other area. And that's the prime getting these from. But I keep telling other people, I'm like, yeah. you've got to understand. I'm trying to tell my sister today. She's like, so that's like the hydrotherapy thing. And I'm like, yeah. I said, but you, like she was explaining to me a little bit like the psychology behind and like how we hold shame and like, you know, our experiences mm-hmm. and like how mm-hmm. just things can cycle through our bodies. I'm like, to have you explain it, it makes perfect sense for me to try to re- repeat what you said, you know, wouldn't be as clear to her, but I'm just trying to like ex- express it. doing people. it in the stories in which yes. are more true. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And just like, just, you know, just to impress upon her, I'm like, it's just more than just digestion. It's more than just health. Mm-hmm. It is that. But it, this literally for me was like whole bot, like it was an alignment. How yes, that's a better way to with really our higher self. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't even know how we got how, where we were. Where were we? Um, I at, feel but. like asking, like, do you? Was there a part of you that you know wasn't true to yourself at times within that, or well, were mean, you being true to yourself? And that's the story that is still your truth: is that you were true to yourself. Well, I was, I was true to myself in that, um, I mean, everything that I did was very pure and for love. Yeah. And for love. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, you know, and it was funny. I was sharing somebody else who like, there's like this sort of like emerging, like in this, I say this, you know, t- when you were recovering from this type of abuse, there's like sort of this dialogue that's starting to emerge. I'm noticing like a couple life coaches that I listened to have like started talking about it. And then what, what their, um, I don't want to know if I want to say they're advocating for it, but they're almost like, and eh. they're like, well, if you betray the person who betrayed you, then that's like, they're, I don't want an eye for an eye. And I'm just like, Doesn't that never, it never crossed your, no matter what happened to consciousness. me, it never yeah. crossed my mind to hurt him in that way. I or, or that I would even, that. It, not it even, just, I couldn't go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't mm-hmm. even demonize him. I just knew that his truth was his truth, that it was different and he couldn't speak it because of the cultural differences. Yeah. He was trained to not speak it. Right. He was, he thought he was doing the right thing by appeasing me. If I, you know, sometimes placating me, but you know, and, but that, you know, pretty little lies. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. You know, cause he was culturally taught to do that. But yeah, I was, I was partially asking you that because somebody came to me recently that gave words to some of what I realized was my fault, was my wrongs. And where I was wrong was that I was actually cheating on my higher self. I was. Yeah. I was. I wasn't being true to that gut intuition, that knowing That voice that was screaming at me. Yeah. Because I would have done anything for love. I was like... You know, and because what sell my was, soul, like please just love me. Well, and you in know? those kind of, uh, when the, in those, they're not <laughs> real relationships, right? They're like spiritual transactions. It's not a, like you know when you're connecting to this person, that person is not bonding back. 
That's the mask, or at least in my situation, that's the mask. That's or, that's the learned mirror behavior. Of, or it, it, they it, they were, but it it's fleeting because they don't because, because they, they have, have to go back to their mask wearing. Well, because they're so fra and this is where you, know, you can get deep into psychology. But this goes back to like a fracturing, like between six months and two years old. There's a, a fracturing that happens with the bonding portion, usually with the primary caregiver, and, and actually according abuse. to Gaber Mate, even within the womb. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, right. I'm big on that because yeah. to, we can go on, like, you know, my mother yeah. with my second youngest brother, she was being routinely like physically abused, you know, bloody, not horrible, horrible things when she was pregnant with my next youngest brother. Mm-hmm. And so and you her, were a witness then. And, oh, oh yeah. I mean, so, but, um, what I was going to say is her experience with my pregnancy was she had a more joyful pregnancy with me. Right. So, so the way that I was as a baby and the way that I responded to things was versus nurturing you were nurtured and cared for. And so she was always the nurturing empath, but she was so stressed in her pregnancy with him that he was right. literally screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Screaming. And just, and so of course they deem things like colic and they say, but I don't believe, I mean, they, right. it's like anything, they label right. something, but that's right. not what it is. You got to get to what's underneath. But, and I've had foster children too. Like when they come from a mother who, you know, really like had other, maybe has had other kids or, you know, you can tell there's like a history of love in that family, but it's just dysfunctional or maybe there was some drug use. And so, but you can tell that child responds and interacts from, from birth differently in their environment and perceptually different. And just all of their cues are and if you haven't worked with children a lot, it's probably like, and even me, if I was in a hurry, if I was working in an orphanage, you'd probably miss it. But when you're working individually with children, it is perceptible sure. that there's a difference when sure. there's a disconnect between mom. And even, yeah, I can even speak for my own pregnancy. When I had my second daughter, three months after she was born, I got pregnant and my milk started drying up. So I couldn't breastfeed my new baby. And I was like, I didn't want to have more kids at that time. I was like, you know, you're not looking to get pregnant when you just gave birth. You know what no, I mean? It was yeah, just like, totally. of course not. Yeah. And so it was really not that I didn't, I mean, I was excited about my of baby, course. but it also right. took like, it took well, like, so interesting. Are you shooting yourself in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. No, 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 no. I wasn't, he was, I was literally like, shooting himself. No, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I was like, I was like, Ooh, okay. But um, I was gonna say that 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 <laughs> that whole pregnancy with him, me starting to feel excited. Not that I like I say again, it wasn't about love or about want, but I was stressed as a young mommy that I had a new baby. Absolutely. I had a, you know, yeah. a three year old. I had a I mean, not my quite second child came out squawking, and my first child didn't cry for two weeks. It's just, yeah, it's just, you know, I was stressed my second go around. Whereas the first one, I was actually stressed for the first few months, but then I completely eliminated myself from the stress and literally got on a Greyhound bus and came out here where I didn't know anybody. So I had a clean slate. So there was nobody to stress me out because I didn't, I wasn't in relationship enough with somebody to care enough about them to allow their stress to affect me. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So I basically created a a bubble. Yeah. And I had home births, so yeah. I didn't have doctors and fluorescent lights and anything. So know, awful. I feel stress. so bad for all the mommies that get brainwashed into that whole and With their masks just, nowadays and like... I have a little button up there. It's like a woman in the stirrups and it's got a line through it and it says, just say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's the most diabolical yeah. thing ever. And the whole idea that that's the cleaner, safer birth. When you and look at, like, I actually start- got fired from a doctor for having a home birth because later when I um, had to bring Isaiah in... When he found out that I had a home birth and he was the first doctor my baby had ever seen, he like threw a fit, slammed the door, 
I refused to give my baby a chlamydia test because it involved sticking something like this long down the back of his throat, scraping off some of his tissues and then taking it out, putting it in a test tube, sending it over to a lab and waiting for a while to get the results to tell us that, of course he doesn't have chlamydia because his mom didn't have chlamydia. So that would be impossible. So I refused the test. I was like, it's not logical. Yeah. I mean, I would have done it if it was logical, but I'm like, but wouldn't I? Why are we testing my, why are we testing babies for chlamydia? And, um, and so he, yeah, he slammed the door on the way out. By the time I got home from the hospital, there was already a letter in my mailbox saying that I was a liability to his medical license and therefore he could no longer treat my child. We've been excused from uh, pediatricians in the past for not being, for not vaccinating. Yeah. Um, we've had them say yeah. that we're not safe to other clientele, yeah. little smug looks on their faces and how we're, you know, I, all of, all that does is paint the picture. More, but, uh, that's, that's so many topics. That I'm just, that's why we've, why we're all going the other direction. But, right? I mean, and some of us longer than others, but I mean, I think that's why, you know, that's why we took Johnny to a naturopath yesterday for his skin. Right. 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 That's, yeah. That's what we're doing. I, I'm What's serious. going on with the skin? Uh, eczema. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I actually was having discussions about eczema earlier today and the gut microbiome relation, yes. you know, connection. Yeah. We're, and um, stress too. It can be yeah. an external stress, like literally somebody can sprain their ankle and then later on get eczema around the ankle. Interesting. Which is, I know it seems so odd, right? Um, but yeah, basically when we stress, we produce cortisol, cortisol kills some of the acidophilus and bifidus and lactobacilli, some of the beneficial bacteria that yeah. are, you know, we consider to be, um, part of our immune system. And when the immune system is not taking up all that space, lining the walls of the small intestine, then there's gaps and yeah. where there's gaps, um, larger chain amino acids may be able to seep in or unto sure. food particles into the bloodstream, which is going to um, then enact that secondary part of the immune system. Um, which, if it's for you know something minor like that, then essentially like the immune system is over responding, so the body is kind of attacking itself. Sure, and yeah, almost it's all it's immune, immune. exactly all autoimmune can be related to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when you guys are cleansing, I'll be more than happy to turn you on to a cleansing formula that I put together based on this doctor guy. His name is Dr. Bernard Jensen. Mm-hmm. He wrote many books on the bowel, but one of them was a tissue cleanse through bowel management and essentially has people drinking a combination of hydrated bentonite clay. So bentonite sure. makes sure. water, yeah, right? I've heard a lot about that. And then psyllium. So sure. the bentonite clay is a negatively charged medium, so it's going to physically bond with whatever's positively charged in the intestinal tract. And so if we consume it separate from a meal, like it, it'll bond with the older stuff that's on the walls. And so it bonds with that. And then if you have to have like a fiber with it, like in most cases it would be something like psyllium seed. I've read a lot power, about like doing the right? psyllium husk thing and like, you know, and that absorbs a bunch of water as well. Kind of plus pull, like, pulls stuff out of like, gives the wall and... something to expand and contract up again. So what the clay pulls out, then the fiber can then, um, carry all the rest of the way out or like sweep the rest of the way out. Uh-huh. So that's actually really the first step. I, I, um, think that maybe the first 10 days of doing this protocol, mm-hmm. if you were to do some of that seasonal cleanse where you're drinking the clay and the fiber together, 
you're taking off some of what was called mucoid plaque back in the day mm -hmm. before mainstream medicine picked up on that. People are cluing into the importance of the microbiome and what's going on in the gut. They poo-pooed it. They were like, there's no such thing as mucoid plaque. But now everybody's going to um, biofilm. Now it's a thing, but we call it biofilm. Oh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and like the first stamp on it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We, we found it. We discovered yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. first they, they <laughs> first. pulled it off a little while, so we could find a um, you know a petroleum product that mm -hmm. would help fix it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, you, you so, said one so thing then, wrong, though. You said one thing wrong. You I said when you guys do your when you guys do oh I'm doing it too when we, when we all do when we all do friends. I was like so she did not say anything wrong what are you saying <laughs> I know I'm sure there's plenty of things but no I actually am still on this I am on the last I guess five or six days but I'm going to start it up again so that I can do the 10 day again and, and really literally that was the first time I've ever done the 10 day in its entirety the way it's outlined in the instructions because I was kind of told to do it before. And first of all, I had a lot of challenges going on in my head, in my heart, and in my life. And so I just didn't feel like I was ever, I was gonna be able to really have success with it and give it full attention. Yeah. And on top of that, my rebel spirit was like, don't tell me what, what to, to do, do. And, when to do it. <laughs> and then you wanna tell me how to do it also? I'm like, do you know me? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I am the oh. biggest. I'm the biggest <laughs> burning bridges while I still stand on them. I, I, that yeah. is, I am very aware that that is a personality trait. Like I, it is. It I very like you can't don't force me. I don't like that kind of. I, I, it's immediate. Like I'm aware that my, my psyche just shuts down. Like I'm nope, right? Nope. See, I'm I'm looking at it like like the the mainstream is telling us what to do. I'm going against the grain when I do this. Man. Seriously, yeah, that's I'm, exactly I'm how I think. System, man. Yeah. Like, like, no, I don't, I don't I know. Need if if everybody else is doing it, I'm certainly going to find a different way because I'm, I'm not going to follow them right? off the edge yeah. of the cliff. Exactly. Right? You know, I mean, I'll go down there at the bottom and see if I can help patch some people together. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, we're all, like, that's what it is. Everyone's just, like, walking around in the sea of, like, you know, I feel like everyone's just walking around in a sea of bodies and, like, everyone's just, like, just stepping around. Well, we don't see it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Off, we're just, we get, how do I get to the front of the line for the vaccines? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless you're not wearing a mask, they'll come, come at you, dude. <laughs> oh, did you tell about I told that? I about that. Yeah, yeah. You had to tell Tara, too. Some yeah. guy just at the store just now, like, so I was, like, coming, we were coming out of the store real quick. Market of Choice, this guy, in North Face jacket, looking all... Like, yuppie comes walking in, dude, and, like, he has a mask on. He, we come out of the store, no mask on. Well, we took it off the second we got to the door, we pulled it off. Oh, yeah, we right? Wore it we came out. He sees me, sees us coming out, and just, like, <gasps> like freezes, and, like, walks, like, ten feet around, like, a big old circle, like, just, like, oh, my God. Like, all, like, freaked like, out. And I was just walking by, like, like <laughs> I don't think it was that obvious. It wasn't that you pronounced you, either. No, you doing that wasn't that Like, to no, me. Okay. To me, it wasn't that pronounced. Or, to, yeah, me, was my reaction wasn't that no, pronounced. No, he, to me, he, he was He could tell. He tell just, like... And then we were like looking back and like, he was pissed, dude. Like he was So we like, went and got in our cars. Yeah, he was like, he started walking out of the parking lot after me, dude. Like it was crazy. Wow. He came all the way up to my car. And I, was, wow. and I was like staring at him like through the window. I'm like, just like, like. So oh he's like God. standing there between two cars, mugging him after he was already on his way to the store with yeah. the cart. Nothing was said to this man, by the way, and we yeah. walked out together. Yeah. Wow. Everything okay? It must have been okay? a butt dial. Okay. I, I just haven't talked to my folks since, oh. since the Oh, the, the thing, still no? Okay. I was probably just a butt dial. Okay. I respect, though, that when your mother's calling, you interrupt everything to answer. I like that a lot. Yes. Yay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I've I've had some interesting um, experiences where I felt scrutinized mm -hmm. by not wearing a mask, and you know, instead of taking it personal or wanting to judge them, I'm yeah. just really trying to remember that like they're they're afraid. I am exactly. And you no. know what I was saying at the meeting yeah. the other day? It's like I just you know help me learn how to speak in ways that others can understand. And yeah. if they're coming from a place of fear, they can't hear. Yeah. If I'm afraid, I can't fucking hear. Yeah. I can just like, you know, be reactive. That's yeah. all I can do when I'm afraid. Well, and I think sometimes too, like, I mean, it seems like at least a lot of the people I come across, I don't even think they're afraid anymore. I think they're pissed that they're conforming and we're not. That's an, that's that a is true. I think, I think like, and that's always been the case, and that's why we got you know they let us get in trouble at school. Yeah, so they're like, well, we have to conform, so we're not going to stuck up for you. Yeah. I think they're empowered yeah. now with all, all the politics. Well, well, they feel so virtual like, management syndrome. Yeah. Well, everyone, everyone has authority. Any, they've never right? had anybody never respect had what they say. Right. Exactly. And they've got now. no lives, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, people have to listen to them. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they're standing at their checkouts and at their you know whatever the freaking. Winco Mall Cops. Yeah. But but it's but that's what it is. And it's it's sad when you look at it in terms of just psychology of people, like that they're that desperate for substance and like to matter and be seen by like their peers. But the fact that they do it's it's to me, I just I'm I'm just like it's like Nazi Germany. Like I'm not saying we're going through the Holocaust right now and God forbid that that's where we get, but but I'm more talking about just that whole the, the what happens but what happens leading up to it, right? Like the whole right. it's exactly right. like what's happening now where there's like, you know, it's the whole, you know, goodbye Jews, it's the whole, it's that that separation. Yeah, and so there, exactly. I think that, I think that like, I know it totally is. Yeah. That's what it is. We but I, and you know what I was thinking right too, now. like the psychopathy behind, really Scott's a big guy. It is. Well, there's a, Scott's a big guy, right? So big guy? I, he, they, nobody knows. Like looking at Scott walking out of a store in a big black coat, big tall guy, like they don't know if he just got out of prison a year ago yeah. from stabbing someone to death in the neck with a piece of sharp glass. They don't know if I'm his woman and he beats me privately. They don't yeah. know anything about what he, how he might respond. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I'm going to tell you right now, when people come against me in public, they don't expect how I'm going to respond. Yeah, of so, course. Of course, it's one of those situations where I'm driving away. I'm like, God, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have told him like. What do you, yeah, Megan pointed out too, like, who do you think you are, like, walking up on somebody? Like, what are you even doing? Like, I didn't you, see this happening, I know, I know that. or I, I would have been out of but, my but car, this, so lucky I didn't. Who does this guy think he is just walking up on somebody like that? Like, yeah, you don't know Falling who I am. Falling into your car. You could have a yeah, weapon. I know for anything. sure my brother no has idea. weapons by his, like, spike yeah, stuff. He I was swinging into you. I should have told him, like, who do you think you are? Plus, I wanted to really wanted to flip the whole script on him and be like, you know what this is? This is your white privilege right there. Megan, you think that you can walk up to me like that. That's just pure white privilege. Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if he really is truly scared, though, why is he chasing the virus? That's the it. Virus? That's it. Oh, that's yeah. what, you know? yeah, what are you doing? I mean, he should yeah. have just started breathing heavy. Yeah. I feel that that was his social <laughs> virtue. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did that big thing. Fire big breathing dragon. That was him signaling to everybody around that he was more yeah. virtuous than you because our masks were off. So that was his social yep. virtue. Social and when virtue. you and when you made him feel embarrassed in yeah. our peers because yeah. you pointed out that he was acting ridiculous, yeah. then he was all puffed up and he was. And that's why. I say like he doesn't know like if Scott might yeah. get out of his car and just start swinging on him or maybe he Should've. you don't know what I don't know it just surprises <laughs> me like but then we don't know if he's going to pull a pistol out either. Yeah. Okay, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That's so that's yeah. my point is the, the, the psychology behind that man yeah, is scary. super scary because yeah. exactly he's not that's afraid of what dude. his threat might be so that's predatory. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, he's Agreed. Predatory, like, it's, Agreed. Like, I should have doxed him. He probably was sticking around and got my license plate so he can dox me or something. Like, you know, I, I wish I had seen it. 
Yeah. I would have taken yeah. pictures or something. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten out if I didn't see you roll your window down, but. I should have, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. But we're going to edit some of this out, but. No. <laughs> All, all your relationship stuff is all going. I was, I was actually going to say, okay, no, maybe, really, really maybe later though, I'm going to like review that part and see if there's any part I might ask you to leave out. But we'll no see. It's probably really good. I, think it's I like, also, and part of that is too. I, I was guess, thinking this. You two need to start like. You two. We got to have her on as a, like a, a semi regular yeah, yeah, guest, yeah. like yeah. where she comes in and does commentary with us, like you know, like with. <laughs> yeah. Like handsome Rob style. Yeah. But beautiful Tara style. Yep. 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 Yeah. So. We gotta get it going on Saturday mornings or like after you know good night's sleep rather than at the end of the day when I'm just like I'll just listen to you guys and yeah drift off in the background yeah, do the podcast where we do the super, women rub each other down with the salts thing and like and like do not the part where we show so us but like where you I'm have the nurturing about, environment like I almost texted you this the other night because it's a full moon in Leo right now Ooh. That right? so like tonight and um. I had all these incredible energetic downloads that felt really powerful. I was actually envisioning sacred geometrical patterns. You were, at, you were saying you're not really clear on exactly what that is. Her earrings, that's the flower of life. Okay. There's sacred mm-hmm. geometry all over that. I have the seed of life tattooed um, on the back of my neck. Right. Well, I know when I was watching the video that you sent me, like they were just showing like the, the ear cow it's made of like Right, right, and exactly. Right. And yeah. So I, I had some point spiral of reference. Spiral of life, like, I had yes, some yes. point of reference, but yeah. I, I figured you could explain much more of it. So <laughs> Maybe. Very intriguing. Um, <laughs> but I was envisioning, you know, what it would be like to get you guys in my sauna. And what the, like, profound healing that is to strip ourselves of all of our masks, you know? Mm. And like the other night I was thinking about you guys and I was thinking about tonight because my brain was just going super fast. It was after watching a couple, the second go round of the video sure, that you sure. sent me yeah. of Zachary Bush yeah. and mm. uh, what's his face, Dell. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I was super ignited and yeah, I was, I was kind of drifting off thinking about you guys in that and we'll have to rock that. You know, so, I don't know so, if you're so, ready for that next well, no, so level, I, I, though. So I want to know what does it entail. Another Tell level. me what does it entail. Like when well, you say I spa mean, service, like what what happens? It's just like, I don't generally do it with anybody other than women. Okay. Um, because it's just a sacred time to um, go within and connect and listen and remember who we are and connect to that you know that divine truth yeah. and strip ourselves of you know, our clothing, because we shower, right? And then I do scrubs. I, like, handmade a scrub of, you know, ancient salts, like Himalayan salt crystals. And I did some olive oil and some avocado oil. And then I put essential oils and frankincense and myrrh and sandalwood and cassia and lemongrass for, you know, helping me with the ligaments. And clove. And some margarine and can't remember what else. Lemon and uh, grapefruit and just like you know mixing it up with some prayers. Like let this be good. Let this be good. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be release. Let's release anything that is no longer serving our higher self and let's make room for the new and the fresh and the vital. And you know let's 
you know, detox. You know, it's like what we put in, whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, if it stays in us too long, it can kind of go a little rotten, right? Yeah. And then what we say might come out a little rotten. I'd be behaving like that guy at the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, it's true. true. I mean, for real, right? Look at these little salt rub. Next level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's also, it's just like, it's really humbling yeah. to be naked. Yeah. And it's for women really fucking empowering because it's yeah. just like, 